0: Welcome, everyone. Today, I'm joined by Brenna Nath, Managing Editor of HW Plus and Events, to talk about our Vanguard winners, featured in the October-November magazine, and how those winners contributed to our Vanguard forum at HousingWire Annual. First, here's a word from our sponsor.
1: This podcast is brought to you by TPO. In collaboration with their broker partners, they designed Power Plus, a next-generation broker technology platform that offers a fast, intuitive interface with features and functionalities to empower a best-in-class lending experience. With an enhanced guided workflow, the loan process is more efficient, accurate, manageable, and convenient. The platform speeds up the process at every step, minimizing the time brokers spend on the platform. At PennyMac, being tech-forward and human-focused is why greatness lives here. PennyMac TPO is a division of PennyMac Loan Services, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS ID 35953, licensed by the Department of Business Oversight under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. Conditions and restrictions may apply.
2: Brenna, welcome back to the podcast. Excited to be here and to be on the other side. I think last time I was here, I was the interviewer, so it's nice to be the interviewee.
0: Yes, thank you for covering me while I was out. Those were uh, that was an amazing episode, and it's so good. I'm at MBA Annual this week, and you are not here. And this is the first time you've not been at MBA Annual in how many years?
2: <sighs> Probably not including the you know the fact when conferences were shut down. But I don't think I've missed uh, MBA Annual. I think I missed Austin. So I have all of these stories, people who went to the Austin, Texas one that, that I didn't was go really to. And it, that's, you know, that's where the FOMO comes from. The ones I don't go to, everyone says <laughs> really good one. And I'm hearing the same vibes about Nashville. So understand my, I'm in, for those who don't know, about 34 weeks pregnant. So my last uh, few weeks before I go on uh, parental leave, but excited to see all of the social media hype and energy happening online. Absolutely.
0: We miss you, but, you know, totally understandable and probably, you know, like, I I don't know how many parties we went to last night that, that if people haven't been to Nashville before, there's this Broadway street and it's just like back to back to back to back, uh, venues for music and, you know, obviously drinking and, you know, food and all this stuff. Like it's amazing. And so, you know, we had, we had the industry out in full force last night and we just went from one to one to one and they were all amazing. I mean, really, it was really fun. Um, and we're having our party tonight. This is uh we're recording this on Monday. It'll go live on Tuesday. And we're having Housing War party at annual. And it's pretty legendary, I think. So I would agree. We
2: have a lot to live up to, but I am confident that that we will do that. So And the best part I would like to chime in is you just mentioned it, but uh a huge part of Nashville is it's the live music capital too. So there's so much music there, and I think even our party has a live band, I'm sure other parties do, I just think the music puts it into your blood to have the energy that's going on there so it's an exciting part that I know our party will have and I'm sure others will as well which is uh, just, I'm a big music fan Yes, well,
0: um and actually, at the NBA, you know, in inside the convention center, at the event, so right outside the expo hall, they have live music. Um, they have a, like a singer songwriter just continually uh, subbing in there. So that's been super fun. Like just to, I love that. It, it just gives the whole vibe a, a, a different feel, and it's been really fun. So beautiful, beautiful weather, beautiful venue, and really interesting things. Of, uh, if you check our newsroom, there's definitely some news coming out of this conference. So. Woo.
2: HousingWire.com, Realtrends.com.
0: Absolutely. Well, Brenna, I wanted to talk to you about the magazine. So the October-November magazine. Um, so it's our double, one of our double issues. And we didn't get to talk about it when it first came out because we were at our own conference. So we were too busy. But I would love to talk about what's in this one and especially highlight some of the um, Vanguard winners, which is what this magazine's about.
2: And what's convenient about it is it is the October-November issue. And... Still right in the middle of those two months. So, very much relevant. Still always love being able to honor and spotlight the Vanguard winners that we have in the issue. The October November issue specifically deals with not only our Vanguard winners, but also is our um, housing regulation, government policy issue. So, if you flip through, you'll see our, 100, our list of 100 amazing winners this year, which we'll dive into more. But then if you keep flipping pages, you'll also see a QA, and Audrey, our magazine editor, went and picked out the winners who deal in government and policy or have some type of advocacy arm, or maybe they are working actively in Washington. You have people like um, someone from Mismo, you have um, Kitty Sweeney at AIM. AIM just recently launched um, a policy lobbyist arm to go into DC. So she kind of talks about those initiatives. And it was a really cool way to see the intersection of our Vanguard leaders. We've always said that, how we describe them is the group of humans who are moving markets forward. They are the top of their companies, but really changing the narrative for this industry and the backbone of this industry. And what's great to see is those are the same people that are often in D.C. in Washington changing the laws and regulations as well and, you know, advocating for change, everything from, you know. Remote online notarization is a huge topic of conversation as as of late to um closings to e vaults and um regulation that, you know, AIM needs, stuff like that. So you get to see that in action these vanguards are making a difference, which is great to see.
0: Something I really appreciate about this list is just how it's evolved over time. So you and I were both there with the very first Vanguard list. Um, and just to see it now, it really encompasses more of our all things housing. On those first lists, we did not have a lot of realty companies or title or appraisal. And now it really reflects the whole industry. And, and that's really our, you know, that's kind of our, our mission statement and what we want to do. And it's also really diverse as far as like, yes, you know, it's everything from uh, tech leaders to leadership leaders at banks to leaders at uh, independent mortgage bankers it's wholesale it's retail it's realtors it's um title it's appraisal and it's it's men it's women it's very diverse list and and that's something we really want to do is because we know that the people the leaders driving this industry are actually more diverse than than you might see it at first and so you know the vanguards of all of our awards are like these are the leaders of of Big companies like we have insiders awards, which we love that. Um, that's more for like the people that aren't on the front lines. We have, you know, rising stars, which may be people who aren't at the uh, leading the entire company yet, but really stepping forward. But the vanguards, this is the cream of the crop. And boy, is this a, a good list.
2: What's super exciting about how we had this list timed is we did it in conjunction with our housing annual Vanguard Forum Summit. It was an inaugural event, which we're excited. I keep saying exciting. Um, maybe I'll pick out another adjective, but <laughs> which we're thrilled and stoked to be able to continue to do each year, which is where we brought our Vanguards together. And not necessarily you had to be a Vanguard winner, but it was those C-suite professionals, the decision makers in a company together. We called it the most powerful room in housing and really had transparent, authentic, and vulnerable conversations with these C-suite people on what they're doing. And for the first time, what was great is a lot of these people, I'd say a lot, but a good chunk of these winners, we got to just meet in person right after we announced. So we announced on October 4th, and we had this... um, Vanguard Forum on October fourth. So I looked through the list and the names that I can call out that I know I met in person were people like Marianne McGarry um, with Guild was there. We were able to meet um, Katie Sweeney, who I mentioned earlier, who was there as well. Um, I know UWM had a re- their representative there. Um, just so many people. Uh, Tammy Richards was there, um, and even more. Uh, Faye Schwartz was one of the people who spoke and also got an award. So that was a a special thing that we haven't been able to do in the past that we, Bill Lyons with Griffin Funding, that we got to hear them speak. Some of these people, we got to bring them in on person, hand them awards, chat with them about the change that they're making. But that was uh, a unique aspect that we got to do this year. And I know, Sarah, you were able to meet with a lot of them as well.
0: It was amazing. Um, We really, we've been, you are charged with like community building at HousingWire, right? So, and this was a great way to do it because we got people together and it was so funny. We had said, you know, no press allowed. And then I, I walked in and sat down and um, You know, Clayton was like, what are you doing here? And I was like, well, I just wanted to be here. And he was like, I don't know. I don't, we said no press loud. I was like, I won't type anything, I promise. But um, it was a really special room, I think, to your point that uh, people could interact with their peers and especially in this market. Um, you know, it, it's great to talk to people who understand the challenges that you're going through. And leading a big company or a small company, just leading a company right now is really challenging. And so I think it was great. And we felt like we got to know those people really well. So I hope we keep doing that in the future. It hasn't our annual having that uh, Vanguard forum to really give them a sense of community, right? It's not just us building our community. We want to foster the community among themselves.
2: And to your point, create peers. We had a cocktail hour afterwards that they could network with each other um, and a good chunk of people came in. And so I hope they were able, and our goal is to, as I guess Sarah said, as the community builder here, I hope to create space and a safe space. And what I mean by safe is, Sarah's point, she didn't write anything in those moments, a space where people can chat with other people. Um, Some analogy I've been using lately and was just on the... um, Housing our Annual Remix last week, that we have turned into quite the collaborative industry. Even in the EdNote for this issue, I talk about how their intersection between sectors is more crossed than ever before, whether a company, a real estate brokerage is going to have a mortgage joint venture to acquiring someone. And it's a theme that we're seeing in a lot of our virtual events and uh, thought leadership conversations. It's, yeah, you might be an appraiser, you might be a title agent, you might be a real estate agent, but we have to work together for all of us to do our job. And we all have the same end goal, which is get this borrower into a home or help this seller sell their home that we have to cross paths. So that's why our tagline, all things housing for housing were annual is so important because you do all have to work together and how to create the synergistic environment. And you're even seeing that with our vanguards about like, you know, keeping a hand open collaborative environment. Um, Would love to, I know Sarah and I love to spotlight a few people that we uh, stood out to us on the list. And I'm going to probably pick out people that you know, honestly, we were just able to meet in person. One of those people is AJ Barkley. She's the head of neighborhood and community lending at Bank of America. She was awesome to meet. One, Sarah and I had the privilege of interviewing her probably, I'd say a year now ago, or it's been a minute. We had a privilege of interviewing her and chatting with her, um, back in the, uh, I think girl funds days. I'm pretty sure we did chat with her. Right. Um, might be blurring all of our women of influence and girlfriends, but basically that was just when we had the opportunity to, to chat about leadership and money with some of the most impactful women in the space and getting to meet her in person. We had her not only was she was a Vanguard winner, but she also has been a woman of influence. And so we chatted with her when she was a, infu- a woman of influence in the past. And she sat on a panel, the good, the bad, the ugly work-life balance does it exist. Such a great panel, especially... That was an amazing panel. Spoiler, it doesn't often exist. It is uh, what you make it. And AJ Barkley is a mother. She's a wife. She's a grandma. She is a leader at her company. She's also an advocate in the industry, a voice in her community. She's doing a lot of things. If you want to get some insights and knowledge from someone on how they are learning to find harmony in their lives... Highly recommend going and listening to that panel with AJ Barkley where they had I mean, the questions that they answered were, you know, one, does it exist Two, are you happy in your career? I think that's something that we all strive for looking for joy in our lives to, um, what's something that you had to give up in your career to find balance? Um, what are some tips and actionable, uh, tips and tricks that you can give to people in the audience who are looking to grow their career and how they can balance the things in their life. And what I've walked away with listening to AJ and the other women on that panel, someone like, um. Courtney, who works, is the CMO over at uh, Courtney Graham, CMO at Princeton Mortgage. If you listen to that panel, it's not that they have the answer. We don't say we have everything figured out as much as hopefully one of these women say something that resonates with you that you could then take away and figure out. So something like I know Courtney said was we go through seasons in life and sometimes you have seasons where you... Are able to take your kids to practice and other seasons where you have to go full force into, you know, building the strategic marketing plan for your company to grow because ReFi business is, you know, out of control and we need to make sure we're, you know, harnessing in on our brand, stuff like that. And AJ Barkley is a great example.
0: I thought the thing I just so appreciated about that panel was how transparent and open they were and vulnerable. It's not easy to do that. They answered some really hard questions and they did not give Pat answers. They were really open about what it looks like for them. And I had so many people come up to me afterwards talking about that panel because it was so nice to hear. You know, there there are uh, leaders in our space who, whether they're men or women, their partner does most of the, of the child raising or, you know, maybe they, you know, because maybe they have a big job and their partner is the one that is really taking care of the kids. Other people are splitting it with their spouse. And so, um, and then some people are single, right? They're single and they're doing it all on their own. And so we heard from a lot of people, different voices on that panel. Panel to really give us the whole range of what that could look like. And it was really one of my favorites. And I mean, we had so many good panels. It's hard to say, but
2: that was amazing. That idea of work-life balance—you just mentioned men, women, everybody—it's something that they they balance, um, and that you see. And I think our vanguards, our women of influence, are the people who are exhibiting that, or at least to me, are like, okay, we're all trying to grow a career here. Let's look at these people and what best practices do they have. I'll even—I won't say his name—but um, tell his story. Like you, you think about it in action. Leading up to War Annual, I got a call from one of our speakers. And he basically said like, hey, by the way, Brenna, um, I know you and I chatted about being a panelist. My wife just got a promotion at her work. She's having to travel a bunch now. I'm trying to map up my schedule to make sure I can cater to her going on travel. You know, do you still want me to block this off to speak? And I remember sitting on that call being like, I love that you, I mean, yes, you are an amazing speaker. I want you on this panel let's get this locked in. But those, I think the conversations that a lot of people are having in their lives, you know, your your partner's traveling, how do we balance out the schedule? Should I go here and prioritizing and taking, you know, steps back in in your travel, maybe so your partner can go or taking, you're the person who is going so your partner steps back. And I think that's just such a great example of the conversations that we're all having in our community of like, okay, so how are these people navigating it? And his, I mean, his actionable tip, I would say is him and I are, you know, peers in the industry calls me up and is planning this out four months in advance to make sure that he is prioritizing the things that he wants to prioritize. And so I'd say his actionable tip that I took away from that is being proactive and communicating. Um, and also just putting putting your name out there for things and speaking roles, stuff like that.
0: No, yeah, that was amazing. Um, you know, some other vanguards that I would... Uh, call out were we had uh, Christy Vircho, the head of home lending at Wells Fargo. So great to have those two, you know, two big banks rec- represented. And then, of course, we had a ton of lenders that aren't at, at depositories, you know, Andy Pollock, CEO of Anchor Loans, Matt Ishbia, president and CEO of UWM, Michael Dubek, CEO and President of Planet Home Lending, Paul Anastas, Chief Innovation Officer at Guaranteed Rate, and and, and many, many more. And, and one of the things I love about that is just the roles within that. So again, you have the Chief Innovation Officer, you have the President, you have a CEO. Other people were COOs, um, CTOs were on this list. Like it's really a, a comprehensive list of like people leading in a lot of different ways.
2: Yep, that's a great point. And probably the other person that I would um, point out on this amazing list is um, right at the end, we have, and I say the end because it's an alphabetical order, not <laughs> not <laughs> that they're ranked in any way, but you have William Lyons, Bill Lyons, he's the CEO, of President of Griffin Funding. I think I listed him out earlier. He's another person. I love, I'm a, I love stories. I, maybe I'm a storyteller, but he's someone, the reason I call him out is because I had the pleasure of meeting him. You Sp- Speaking of NBA annual, I think I met him at NBA annual four, five years ago at this point and had the pleasure of hearing about his journey to then come full circle to now four or five years later. Um, he's made the Inc. 5000 list. I think it's four times. And he was uh, a Vanguard this year. We had him on our CEO playbooks. And the reason I bring him up is his Q&A is one that I would highly suggest going to go read because like one quote that stuck out to me from him as a vanguard, and, and the reason I'm pointing him out and even everyone else I've pointed out is I I love hearing and learning from leaders on what they're doing to get where they are. I think that's some of the best people I've heard. on like, how did you get here? Um, what was your secret to success? Even Sean, um, who who just had uh, Guarantee Rates, top one originator, um, was just on the remix. And one thing he said is, I'm always listening to other leaders. Like giving himself that positive mindset, what you put into your brain. And so that's why I highlight the people on this Vanguard list. It's that same thing that Sean was saying, which is how can you fuel your mind and your action list with what other, these great thought leaders in the space. And Bill was on it. And I think one thing he mentioned was um, a lot of people talk about um, making the list, but it's the Inc. 5000 list is very much highly focused on the people who are the fastest growing, but it doesn't always tell the other side of the story, which is like that dark side of that growth. How do you maintain it? How do you keep going? Stuff like that. And so he dug into that during his CEO playbook, which um, everything in that room was off the record. But something I would just say is he uh, people like that often share like their morning practices, their how morning routine, um, how to put your best foot forward. And I, that's when I go back to Sean of, Hey, he fills himself up with podcast audio books. People talk about how important their morning routine is. Your health is super important. A lot of these people say their fitness, what they put into their body is a big deal. And so I I spotlight that since I think that's what we're all trying to figure out. Like there's no secret to success. I think it's hard work and um, intentionality, um, stuff like that. And I think the more you can do to kind of hear from these other leaders, I think just helps.
0: I love that. Um, somebody that I wanted to point out was Chris Heller. Uh, who's the Who's now the chief real estate officer at Ojo Labs? But he was formerly the CEO at Keller Williams Realty, and he was one of the very first spotlight speakers, keynote speakers we had when we when we were doing. Um, Engage marketing. And he came and was generous enough at that time to, we were uh, running a new event business there and he was really generous to come and be our keynote speaker. And he came back to this conference. Um, It was just a a joy to have him there. And also just great to, you know, see him win the Vanguard Awards. So love that. And I, I think, you know, when you look at the real estate um, the number of people in real estate on this list, whether they're at real estate brokerages or whether they have technology for real estate. It's pretty impressive. We had uh, Michael Valdex, president of EXP Global. We had David Dickey, chief technology officer at United Real Estate Group, a huge group. Gino Blafari, the CEO of Home Services of America. I mean, these are some really uh, you know heavyweights and it was really exciting to see them win on our list. And then just a, a ton of of tech companies that serve, you know, it's hard, it's hard for us sometimes to break out, like, is it some things are definitely mortgage tech, and some things are real estate tech, and then there's just really messy middle. But um, we had a lot of tech companies on this list. And that's always exciting to see, too, because these are people, especially right now, this environment, you know, driving some of the technology that's going to make or break, you know, it, make the difference in, in being profitable or surviving this year. So uh, we were really happy to, to recognize them as well.
2: I love that you uh, mentioned Chris Heller because I just got his book in the mail. For those who don't know, he just published a book. It's Dominant Thoughts, Um, Things Grow Where Our Minds Go. I have never been hooked so fast on an intro. Uh, We had the pleasure of listening to him speak recently. And I was just I knew he was talking about his book. And so I went to Amazon storefront and I was reading the first few pages. And when I say he has a great cliffhanger intro to make you start that book, he does. So I'm excited to continue to dive into it. But the premise and I would highly encourage everyone to go kind of read that intro is it's such a unique story. And I'm still kind of right at the end of the why, but he kicks off his book with this guy basically asking, I'm going to butcher this. So my ver- my version of it is: this guy asks <laughs> um, a leader at the company, this you know entry level guy or guy newer in his career compared to the to the CEO leader, um, something along the lines of like, "What has been the secret to your success? Or what has been the key to your success? Or what what is one part of your success?" A question along those lines, and from there the story unfolds where the CEO is like, "Hey, if you want to know the answer, call me tomorrow at this time." guy calls him the next day, five minutes late. Hey, you call me five minutes, hangs up the phone immediately. Calls him the next day, right on time. Still not early enough. The guy answers the phone, says not on time, hangs up the phone, calls him a third time. This time he's like five minutes early, passes through. The guy's like, okay, hey, we can meet me, but you, in order for me to meet you, you need to meet me at this restaurant. I need you to bring a rabbit and I need you to bring like these three other things, like this wild list. Um, And the kind of book stops there (laughs) where you're like, bring a rabbit. Like, What are you talking about? What? Um, but the the story, the the narrative that you go in the book, which I won't give away um, and tell people to go read, is such a great point in leadership. So what he was getting at for the importance of all these questions and what he was building in the sky and what he's testing him in, um, I think is so important for the rest of the book. So I'm excited. This is just the first few pages. And I know there's so much more to go into that story, but I'm excited to read it, um, especially because it ties into – other things we've chatted about in this uh, podcast, which is, you know, your dominant thoughts. So it's important where you put your mind and where you, I like to call it the parking lot of your mind. So where are you going to park your brain? It's important to park it onto positive things.
0: I think we've really seen that, um, you know, uh, Ryan Serhant's uh, keynote speech at our event. And then the different events I've been to, the ones that really resonate with people are like, here, here's the truth about how bad the market is, but here's the mindset that will help you win in it. And I think Sean's a great example of that. Sean Benosian um, of really like, because it, we all know that the market is really tough. How am I going to, how are you helping me get through it? How are you helping me win through it? And that's really been a theme that we're looking for in our stories, in our podcasts. And like, let's, let's help our audience, you know, with this tough time. And there are people who are who are doing well. And there's, there are also people who have just figured out how to hunker down and get through it. You know, maybe they're not going to be the high flyers, but they're going to, they're going to survive. So really interesting stories coming from those. And I would uh, encourage everyone to check out our October, November magazine, the Vanguard list. Um, let's, let's look ahead a little bit, Brenna. What do we have? It was really fun at our event to spotlight Marianne McGarry who's a leader at Guild Mortgage. And she, um, not only was she a Vanguard winner and she was at our event, but we're going to spotlight her in the next magazine.
2: It's always a treat when we can use these conferences to dig in deeper to our winners. Marianne McGarry is an example of that. We have her as a teaser on the cover of the December-January issue, comes out at the beginning of January there. Um, And we took the Q&A that Sarah did with her during the Women of Films Forum, transcribed it, and put it into a feature for the magazine. And can I just say, and I'll let Sarah expand on this because she was the person doing the fireside chat with Marian McGarry. But when we went into planning that magazine, we knew we were excited about that fireside chat. We knew that Marian McGarry, I mean, it's huge. She is a female leader at one of the biggest uh, lenders out there, which is a huge um, accomplishment. But I don't even think I was prepared for just how open she was going to be in that conversation and some of the things that she shared that she hasn't shared before that Sarah was able to chat through with her in um fireside chat. So I'm just we were excited and then we got through that fireside chat and was like, wow, this is something that I'm so thankful that we can bring to our readers and to our space, whether it's in the on-demand format to our HV Plus members or in the magazine, which is also for our H2A Plus members, uh, but just in written form for you to for you to go through. And Sarah, um, I'll let you Maybe expand a little bit on what parts of that conversation just were so um, unique that maybe we weren't prepared for in a good way for her to share. And she was so open and willing to share on.
0: You know, um, early on, so Mary Ann has been in this business for quite some time, like 40 years. And you know, in that time when she started, it was very acceptable to say some things that are not acceptable these days. Um, if you're a woman, and she really came from a different background, and and jumped right into the world of finance. And she had an early boss, um, who became a mentor, but he wouldn't really be a uh, he would have a harder time today. Right. And he basically told her, he's like, I'm, I'm not giving you that. I can't give you that because uh, you're a woman. I'm not, I'm not giving you this promotion. And the way that she handled that and the way that she worked really hard for an entire year, the way she negotiated that over for, for him to reconsider her uh, a whole year later was, I mean, I had lots of people talk to me after that because it was so inspiring about, um, hopefully we don't ever have that situation today where, you know, uh, one of our leaders is like, you know, somebody is up and coming and, and their boss is like, Oh no, you're a woman. I'm not giving it to you. On the other hand, I think the way that she decided to uh, get around that and the way that she handled that was super inspiring for everybody. They're like, you know, what a you know, and she didn't think he was a jerk. He was a product of his time. Um, I mean, she thought he was a jerk in that one way, but like, she wasn't like, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm out of here. I'm quitting. Um, so you know, obviously today we we would not put up with that, but I think it was really inspiring. And she was very open about how she handled having kids during all this time, a, a time when people were not like, wow, you should definitely take off a whole bunch of time for kids or even any, right? You were seen as somebody who was, Um, Costing the company money and not, you know, not being a a team player and all of these things. So it's a great interview. I think she was um, so generous with her time and and with her um, vulnerability. I think
2: that's amazing. Um, I'm actually currently going through and editing the December and January issues. I was just reading that Q and A this morning, and just it's I'm a reader often, and I also like a good podcast as well. So it was cool to read it in the the transcription format, and excited for everyone to see it.
0: I can't wait. So um, that's the magazine. We also have uh, one of our most uh, prestigious awards coming up. So we just talked about the vanguards. So our tech 100 is coming up, which is wild because it doesn't go live till the spring. But listen, this is a giant award and it takes us a long time to get through this. Um, So this is the tech, uh, the, the most innovative companies in tech and real estate. That's huge.
2: We're talking 200 companies on this list. And I'd say that the tapable market for tech companies in housing is huge. So 200 is actually quite small compared to how many people are trying to innovate in the housing and the real estate space. But we have our Tech 100 Mortgage and Real Estate Award. The nomination period opens up on November 15th. So here in about two two and a half weeks, three weeks. Um, And it goes through December 23rd. This is one of our longest nomination periods, one because we know it's right in the middle of the holidays. So we want to ensure people have enough time to nominate write up a good submission. Sarah and I have had another episode on the key parts of making sure what what do we look for those? I'd say stats, data, information, what uniquely in the past 12 months have you done that's different versus um, just writing your bio about the company. What Trying to focus in on what, what unique things and stats and research help showcase your company as a differentiator, disruptor, innovator, game changer in this space. And so That nomination is about over a month, which is huge. And then the winners will be announced in March and go live in the magazine in April and May. But huge award that I would say don't miss out on. We've had some amazing people that we've been able to spotlight each year. Um, And just a list that we kind of look back at it a lot because we've probably, what, I think we're going on 10, 10 years now. We've had it for a while. That's crazy. Well, and also just to see, um, it's kind of like with
0: all of our awards, you can chart someone's career over the awards they've won. We have had Rising Star winners who then become Vanguard winners. We've had um, rising stars who've become women of influence. We've had companies that you know we we they they came on our radar at one point and then they make the Tech 100 list and then they might make it for a couple years in a row and just kind of charting the arc of of what a company is doing is super interesting and I think there are more companies than ever trying to to do some great um, innovative things within real estate and mortgage and so it's actually a really difficult list to pick from because there are so many, but there are also, you know, um, that's why we, we have a hundred for each because when we were trying to do 100, uh, total, it, it just, it really was not reflective of how many, um, great companies are out there. And I love that you said, Hey, this is what you know, reminding people what a good submission is. I think one of the things that we've seen is sometimes maybe, um, uh, companies delegate the submission process to someone who maybe hasn't done it a lot before it just seems like maybe this isn't their forte it really makes a difference you're going up against other people who are spending time uh, doing that submission and to to Brenna's point we really we need just facts really help us so if you're like we, this is our mission and, and we love this and here's our feeling and here's what we're going to do. It's like, that's awesome. Everybody has a great mission statement. Everybody is trying to do this. What we need to, to really compare is like what you've done. And so, um, I would just emphasize that because, you know, we, we really, what we hate is like, we get a submission and we think this company is better than the submission. We know this company, but based on what they submitted, it's, it's tough. It's tough to make a case for that um, among the judges, right, that this is should be included. So we want everybody to succeed. Also, how many people do we get, Brenna, uh, coming up the day that it's due that's like, if you can just give me the weekend, I just need two more days. So, you know, we understand because we we nominate uh, for, we, we do submissions for our own for different award programs. So we totally understand the last minute uh, rush, but here we are giving you plenty of time. So-
2: That's true. I have been a last minute person myself plenty of times, but hopeful. If you're last minute on this one, you're working into um, right in (laughs) the holidays, December 23rd really does back up right into Christmas. So don't want that for anyone. Be proactive, be on time. We're telling you now, mark your calendars, add a reminder for that due date and hope to see you guys' submissions rolling in.
0: Well, we are out of time, but that was really fun to talk to you, Brenna. As always, thanks for coming on. And um, I did want to say on the plane, so I took the plane from Dallas to Nashville for MBA Annual. And that plane is always like, I mean, how many people on that plane, the first thing in the morning, uh, the first flight out of Dallas are going to be people you know at MBA Annual? Like half of them. And it was so fun to walk through and see a bunch of people with the housing where i mag- magazine open in the first class section. And then when we got to the other section, it was really fun. And I, I just wanted to let you know that because I know you work really hard on it. It was awesome.
2: That's great to hear. I know it's almost like a, a party plane all the way to <laughs> Nashville or wherever MBA is. It's such a fun story. Thanks for sharing that, Sarah. And it's always a pleasure to be here.